Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. All right, so it's a good news, bad news, regular news kind of day. The good news? It's National Cheese Lovers Day. Now, I know that National Cheese Day is in June. Right, I know when we're getting close to June, I've got to get ready to celebrate National Cheese Day. I've got to get my cheese decorations out. But today, I just found out, is Cheese Lover's Day. So we may as well celebrate. Let's get out a block of cheese. Let's have some queso. However you want to celebrate National Cheese Lover's Day, let's go ahead and celebrate. As for the bad news, eh, We'll get to that. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So it's been almost two weeks since our dear friend Alec Baldwin. Okay. Uh, You're going to hear that when we mention his name. That's our way of showing our respects to Helena Hutchins, who lost her life being shot on the set of the movie Rust by Alec. And you're going to hear that when I just say his first name. So that's how we are paying our respects to Helena Hutchins, who lost her life. And, of course, Joel Souza, who was shot, the director who was shot. I guess we should remember that, uh, you know, the lighting director who was, who was suing him because... I guess the lighting director nearly, nearly was hit by the bullet that came from the gun that Alec was holding. So anyway, he has finally turned over his cell phone. Uh, I remember it was a couple weeks now when he said that uh, any suggestion that he wasn't complying with the request or orders of search warrants uh, about the phone is bull crap, he said the other way and he said that's a lie it's a process that takes time and you know i was i'm kind of on his side there but he has turned it over uh to authorities and then they're gonna look at it and then they're gonna turn it over to new mexico so the warrant's only been a warrant is uh was issued on december 16th so a little bit of time uh you know i i realize that he's you know there's a process i get it but, you know, there's only so much information that you can get from the phone. I, mean, I hope he hasn't deleted anything. I, I, I mean, I'm sure he hasn't. That would just be silly to think that he would have deleted anything. So, I mean, I know that uh, they're after all the communications. Uh, they're concerned about, uh, you know, communications between Mr. Baldwin and his attorney, as well as spousal privileged information, So, you know, I'm not sure what all information we're going to get from the phone. Look, if I'm Alec, I don't want that information out there either. I I mean, no way. I don't want my, I don't want you to have my information. I get it. And that's definitely information that people will use against him. There's no, no question about that. No matter what kind of hokey love note he wrote the wife or the girlfriend, uh, you know, we want to see it. So I get it. I'm on, I'm kind of, I'm on his side on this. And I, and I've stated that. I mean, I, I appreciate a lot of Alex's work. I do not like him personally. I think he's a, I think he's a dirt bag, but 
you know, I'm on his side on this part. Well, now he's being sued again uh, for uh, $25 million (laughs) for alleged defamation, invasion of privacy, negligence, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Oh, that's it, though. That's it, though. So apparently the lady, uh, Royce McCullum, uh, is suing Mr. Baldwin because uh, Baldwin, no, it's not the last name. It's just the first name and his full name. Now, I'm not throwing this last name in on this, too. We can only pay so much respect for the dead and the wounded. Okay, that's it. You get the first name, if I say Alec, and then you get the full name when I say Alec Baldwin. Okay? All right. So, anyway, the Al... I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Okay, it was close, though. (laughs) So, one of the soldiers who was killed in Afghanistan during the withdrawal... um, Baldwin found his sister on Instagram and then sent her a check for $5,000 for the widow of the soldier and her newborn, which was, you know, that was nice of, of him to do that. No question. He couldn't, he didn't have to do anything. And, you know, it was five grand. What's five grand to him? I mean, I know it's a, it's a good sum of money and it was very nice of him to do. Right. So then what happens? The sister posts a picture of her at the Capitol on January 6th, the day democracy almost died. And she was there and she was there for them, but she had nothing to do with any of the business that happened at the Capitol. She is not part of the day democracy almost died. She was close, but she wasn't part of it. All right. But she posted a picture on the first of the year saying, hey, ahead of the one-year anniversary, that she was there. And, and of course, our boy got all wound up. And he sent a direct message to her Instagram account saying, are you the same woman I sent dollars for your sister's husband who was killed during the Afghanistan exit? Uh, when I sent dollars for your late brother out of real respect for his service to this country, I didn't know you were a January 6th rioter. <laughs> so, uh, she'd already, she said, she told Alec, Hey, uh, I was protesting is legal in the U S and I've been interviewed by the FBI. And then he replied, your activities resulted in the unlawful destruction of government property, the death of a law enforcement officer, the assault on the certification of a presidential election. I reposted your photo. Good luck. Wow. I mean, what a dick. So he also reposted her photo on his Instagram account. And mentioned her involvement in the January 6th protest. And she was hit with hostile and aggressive, hateful messages from all the followers that talked about, you know, getting raped and dying. Your brother got what he deserved. (laughs) Wow. So he uh, misidentified 
uh, this person as an insurrectionist on an Instagram account. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? So he's got this going on. Some users, obviously, oh, could you give the $5,000 back that he donated to the family? Shut up. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, going to come under fire. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, right? So I know that there hasn't been a response. I'll bet we'll be able to get a live Instagram account soon, a shot from Alec Baldwin. <laughs> And we'll see what he has to say about it. Because uh, I don't know that they're going to get $25 million, but I bet you they get more than five grand. <laughs> what a douche. Okay, so by now I am sick of my own COVID story. Okay, if you're struggling with it, bless your heart. Do whatever it takes and whatever you need to do to get better. Please, I don't wish it on anyone and if you get it i hope it's a weak version of it like mine appeared to be right okay so it began on january 7th a friday i got and i started feeling sick that night right i thought oh crap because everybody had it at the office i finally got it i had sat in i did glenn's show with Stu the day he was the first day he was off and he didn't know that he was positive. Uh-huh. But then I find out, you know, later that he's positive. So I sat in his COVID-stained chair for a whole show and talked into his COVID-shredded proteins on his microphone for a day. Anyway, and I, you know, I, he gave it to me. I'm blaming it on him. So, uh, you know, I, I thought I, I thought that the next day I wasn't sick. I was like, I was good. I was, all right, good. I made it through it. Oh, wrong. Uh, no. So I started January 7th, Friday night. I thought, oh, crap. And I knew you started getting sick and I didn't feel like a normal sickness. You know, it wasn't just a cold. It was something that was, you know, it was COVID. So I got lucky and found a home test that Saturday, the 8th. Okay. I thought, okay, cool. They, the pharmacy uh, asked the farm. I called the pharmacist and said, hey, you got a home test? Oh, yeah, we just got some in. So I drove over and bought one. And I tested positive, of course, on the 8th, all right? So then, so that gave me one test left, which I was hoping, you know, to use to find out, you know, when I was negative after five days because of the new protocols. Five days negative, good to go. Have a nice day. All right. And when you're not, if you're not sick. So then Thursday or Friday, 13th or 14th, my wife tested positive. She started feeling sick and she used my one test. <laughs> what? And what are you doing? So, you know, and she tested positive. Okay, fine. So then, and that was the Thursday or the Friday. So then I couldn't find a home test, a quick test. Nobody had them. I finally, I found some tests on Saturday. All right. And I tested positive. What? And that was like the 15th. I couldn't freaking believe it because I was not sick now. I got better a couple days. Uh, I was good, right? I mean, I started getting sick on that Friday night, tested positive on the Saturday, really sick, uh, really kind of still sick on Sunday, started feeling a little bit better Sunday night. By Monday, I'm fine, although my voice is shot. I can barely talk for longer than, you know, a couple of minutes without it fading out. Tuesday, same thing. Wednesday, I'm fine, all right? I feel good. My voice is getting coming back. It's pretty strong. And I'm not, I have not been sick since. Nothing, okay? I feel fine. All right, so I got I have the test on the Saturday, positive. Couldn't believe it. I was so bummed. 
So I tested again on Sunday with the second test because each box, I mean, you know, the test box come with, uh, you know, two tests in a box. So I was so bummed. I tested again on Sunday. No, positive again. I was bummed. I could not believe it. I mean, it was, I was really bummed because I was ready to go in to the studios and do the show because Keith had tested positive on Pat's show and Pat was coming back from had testing positive. So he was better. And I wanted to go into the studios and do the show with Pat. No, I ended up, you know, doing the show from home and it was fun and it was fine. And I, you know, I love working with Pat and it was, it was great, but what's not the same as being in the same room, doing a show together, but I still couldn't find any tests. Right. So now it is the 20th. For those of you listening live today, it is the 20th of January, 2022. I have, I have tests. All right, I have tests. And again, my wife woke up this morning feeling like it's poss- could possibly have a second wave. I'm not sure, but it's possible that she's getting a second wave because she had it for a couple of days really bad, and then it started to turn around, although it didn't turn around as fast for her than it did for me. You know, whatever. However, now I have a test, and I figure, you know what? I'm just going to take it on the air. We're just going to do the test here on Chewing the Fat. Okay? All right. And I'll post everything. I'll post all the pictures online so you'll see the photos. So it's the Binex Now two tests from Abbott, the COVID-19 antigen self-test for infection and detection. So we're not just going to, you know, we'll sit here for 15 minutes and we'll, uh, you know, We'll talk some stories. We'll go to the break room. We'll still do some of the show, but I've got to open this stuff up now. And it comes in the packages. You get the little test board and you get the swab and you get the little juicer dropper that you got to put in the hall. You can write your own jokes there. And then, uh, then we're going to do the test. Okay. I'm just going to do it live. We'll do it live right here on chewing the fat today. My life is damn near an open book. All right. I mean, I lay my stomach on the table. My guts are out on the table every day. Ooh, gross. Yeah, I know. But so we might as well just do it live. And if I test positive again, man, it's we, so I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what could happen, but it could get ugly if I test positive again. All right. I put the water in the hole and now I have to swab my nostrils. All right. It says make at least five big circles. Five big circles, three, four, five, on each side of the nostrils in 15 seconds. Weird. All right. Bing, let's do the other side. Uh, ooh, how excited are you now? And swabbing of my nostrils. Ah! Yeah, baby, you don't get this on every show. All right? You don't get this on every show. All right, so there we go. All right, now I've got to put this in, right? Slide this stupid thing in. All right, we just lay it flat for 15 minutes. Yay! Hope I did it right. I mean, I only play a medical professional. I'm not really a medical professional. I know, but that's just the way it is. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink more than you know right now, desperately. 
Oh, so good. All right, we're in the break room. Do you see where Elton John has now resumed the Yellow Brick Road tour? I I am excited. Uh, I love Elton, but uh, he's got his first full-scale concert for a live audience since March 20th of 2020. March 7th of 2020 was his last show. So his tour opened in New Orleans last night after a nearly two-year hiatus. Wow, I mean, he... He had the lockdown, right? It was COVID after March 7th. And then he had a hip surgery, right? He suffered some sort of hip injury and had hip surgery. I mean, he's not a spring chicken anymore. But uh, he played all the hits, man. And, uh, you know, he had, remember his his latest album uh, has the hit Cold Heart from the lockdown sessions. So he's back on tour. Uh, in North America, he's got a couple of dates in New York City's Madison Square Garden. Then he's going to go to the UK. Then he's going to go uh, do some more around Europe. And then that's going to be it. This is his retirement tour. Uh-huh. Uh, I think this retirement tour is going to go on forever. But he played 21 songs at this show. And I mean, they are... I've seen Elton before. And I love him. I do. I've said the last... Why don't you marry him? He's already married. I know. It's disappointing. I would believe me if I could, but, uh, he, uh, I saw him with, El- with, uh, Billy Joel. It was so, it was such a great show, but he played 21 hits and, and Benny and the Jets, Philadelphia free and border song, tiny dancer, have mercy on the criminal rocket man. Take me to the pilot. Someone saved my life tonight. Leave on candle in the wind funeral for a friend. Love lies bleeding. Burn down the mission. Sad songs. Don't let the sun go down on me. The bitch is back. I'm still standing. Crocodile Rock. Saturday's all right for fighting. Cold Heart. Your song, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And he did uh, Cold Heart and Candle in the Wind solo. Uh, I'm I'm sure it was just a great show. I mean, it's Elton freaking John. Hello. He's the man. So uh, he's back on tour. His farewell tour. (laughs) Now, when you go to Elton's website, you immediately get the, you know, the lockdown sessions on the front cover. What a great picture of Elton, uh, younger Elton. And he's got a mask on with the Elton John mask. And then you can go click on. So now he's got, uh, he's got Houston tomorrow. That might be a good show. He's got Houston tomorrow. Oh, wow. Two shows back to back, uh, in Houston. And then he's going to be here in Dallas. Why am I not going to this show? What is going on? So for the next four days, the 21st, the 22nd, the and then the next weekend, 26th and 27th, he's going to be in Dallas. So he goes to Houston for a couple of days, and then he takes a break. Yeah, you can't be expected to travel from Houston to Dallas in a day. <laughs> I don't know where he's flying to, what he's doing, but he's going to take a few days off. He's going to take like three or four days off. That's how long it takes him to get to Dallas. What, are we still living in 1883? I mean, Elton's got to be flying his own jet, right? So, <laughs> and then he goes to Arkansas, Oklahoma. Oh, he's touring the whole North America. Kansas City, Chicago, Chicago, Detroit, Detroit. Then into New York. Then into New Jersey. Then Hollywood. Oh, then he flies back out to uh, Hollywood. Well, he goes down to Florida, Seminole Hard Rock, right from New Jersey. Okay. And then back up to Brooklyn. He flies into Florida for a while. 
couple days. When is that? The 15th of April. And then uh, 15th of April. No, February 25th in New Jersey. And then two days, uh, two days later, he's in Florida. And then he's a couple days later, he's back in New York again. So he just shoots down to Florida for a little bit. I mean, man, this is the farewell. Look at all these cities. He's there's a farewell tour. The never ending Elton John farewell tour. There's no way this guy stops touring. I love him for it, but it's just not going to happen. <laughs> and I see where Instagram is testing creator subscriptions. Now, I haven't been contacted by Instagram. Uh, Jeff Fisher Radio is my Instagram account. Uh, they must, are we missing something? So you're still going to be able to get uh, you know content from the people that you follow, but you're going to be able to get exclusive content from your favorite influencers on Instagram exclusively. Oh, all right. So they announced a subscriptions feature that will grant users access to exclusive. This is all over the stupid story. Stories and lives plus add a purple badge next to their name that's visible to creators. Okay. So it's a limited test rolling out to just 10 creator accounts. <laughs> Ooh. You're going to charge $0.99 cents to $99 a month for their subscriptions. Wow. Uh, okay. And Meta has pledged not to take any share of the new revenue stream until at least next year. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I believe you. Anyway, you got that going for you. Maybe maybe you one of your you're one of the followers of the 10 special accounts and uh, you can subscribe to them. Twitter has that now. Everybody wants a piece of that subscription money. Everybody wants a piece of that and I don't necessarily blame them, but I don't know how much more we can all pay. I guess we'll figure that out, won't we? I see where rap is under fire and actually on trial in uh, the state of New York. So for a while now, police and prosecutors have used rap lyrics to pursue criminal cases against rap artists. And in some cases, the lyrics have been presented as evidence rather than viewed as artistic expressions. Well, now there's a New York, New York bill uh, introduced back in November that would pre prevent prosecutors from using an artist's lyrics in criminal cases. Okay. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I know, you know, they all uh, want to be sure that uh, it is creative form of self-expression and entertainment, just like any other genre. Uh, that's a quote from Fat Joe. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, I... It's been a long time. Jay-Z lawyers said that this was a long time coming and uh, it's going to head to the state Senate for a vote. You know, they used it before in 2018. Draco the Ruler, uh, the late California rapper, was convicted of murder after prosecutors used his lyrics to prove he was guilty. But he was later acquitted in 2019 of the same thing. So it's really strange. I'm really torn because, uh, you know, if, I, if you were to sing a country song about literally killing someone uh, i would hope that someone would look into it being real uh i, I don't know it, it's you know what i i i involve stop using it stop using it all right figure out another way to bust them 
Don't use their creative form of self-expression and entertainment. Okay? All right. <laughs> oh, and I see the Sundance Film Festival kicks off. Oh, man. You can get virtual tickets because nobody can, uh, can be there. But how much fun would that be? All right? The virtual Sundance Film Festival? Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. Wow. It's a long break room today. I see where Gaga... Oh, this is... I'm actually disappointed about this. This is this actually is disappointing news. So Lady Gaga teased that a sex scene with Salma Hayek was cut from the movie House of Gucci. Oh, wait. What? We're cutting sex scenes from a movie? Uh, this will not stand. This will not stand. Although I will say that it's a good way to and this is maybe what they're thinking is that uh you know the house of gucci is a hit and i don't know how well it's doing at the theater or whatever but when they release it to streaming they'll be able to release it uh with uh, you know unedited or added director's cuts from the cutting room floor so you'll get the uh sex scenes and those will be the first up that you can buy for the video on demand right not just the streaming the your free streaming hbo max that's free that we're all paying for but you'll be able to pay extra for house of gucci and the deleted sex scenes with gaga and hayek yeah i might have to pay for that okay we're still in the middle of the test i've got about five minutes left before we get to say whether it's positive or negative uh, <laughs> so it's still ongoing here during chewing the fat. Uh, you know, just keep your fingers crossed for a negative COVID-19 test. Okay. Just keep your fingers crossed for me so that I'm able to leave the house. I, and I'm able to go out front and take the, you know, the giant X off my front door so that people don't, <laughs> we're not, we're not positive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Although, again, my wife might be actually. That's not good news this morning. And, uh, you know, as long as we're in the break room, uh, the Glad Media Awards uh, have been uh, put out. Yeah, well, you know the Glad Media Awards. They honor media for fair, accurate, and inclusive representations of LGBTQ people and issues. HBO, HBO Max leads with 19. Netflix close behind with 17. Coming up, coming up at number two, number 17. And uh, last year, Netflix ran away with it, 26 nominations. And HBO only had nine. So HBO was pissed last year that they only had nine glad nominations. So <laughs> get on there. So streaming services saw a total of 63 nominations. Cable receiving 39, Broadcast Networks receiving 17, Hulu received seven nominations, while ABC, MSNBC, and Peacock all saw four. In the Spanish language categories, Univision and Telemundo both received two nominations. Is the, What is the others in the Spanish language categories? Is there anything else other than Univision and Telemundo? Oh, it sure is, Jeff. That shows you you don't know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. I got you. It's going to be interesting to see what shows. Uh, I have to go down the list. It's going to be agonizing, though. I can feel that it's it's going to be agonizing. They've added two fresh categories, Outstanding New TV Series and Outstanding Original Graphic Novel Slash Anthology. Oh, man. I bet you. I bet you that's good. 
Uh, I can't wait for the 33rd Glad Media Award ceremony. It's going to take place in person uh huh, at the Beverly Hilton in Los Angeles on April 2nd and at the Hilton Midtown in New York City on May 6th. So they're not going to let anybody travel. We're going to do it in person. But we're not going to let anybody travel. If you're in New York, stay there. If you're in Hollywood, stay there. We're not, you don't have to travel. We're not going to make you travel. I guess the LGBTQ people don't know how to travel. I guess that's, that's, that's the story there. That's a bigger story than just the, the awards being nominated. I'll tell you that. Okay, so are we at like 15 minutes now? I think we're pretty close. I think we're close enough. Before we go into uh, another, before I get out of the break room, Let's go ahead and make sure and see if I am positive or negative on the COVID-19 test. It's my own rib shot. You're welcome. And let's lean over here and take a look. We'll take a quick photo. And it is negative. Yay! Yay! Uh, it's about damn time. Hope I did it right. Okay, so we're still going to participate in the Olympics. But we're still going to make sure that our athletes are in lockdown mode and should have burner phones. We've covered that. But now NBC, who spent all this money on the Olympics, aren't going to send announcers to the Olympics? What? Are you kidding me? Uh, okay, I know things are changing. And I know it's, uh, what's the what's the line they used? Uh it's changing conditions and China's zero tolerance policy. It's just added a layer of complexity to all of this. Yeah, but you're supposed to be announcing all of this, okay? I mean, who's running the cameras? What's happening with all of that? Are you just not sending the announcers? So they're going to continue to, you know, things are evolving based on conditions but we're not going to be sending announcing teams to cover alpine skiing, figure skating, snowboarding during the Olympic Games, despite prior expectations that they would make the trip. So some of the announcers are going over there. The network has sent 250 people to Beijing, among them mostly technical staff, as well as NBC Olympics president Gary Zenkel. Yeah, well, I mean, he's the one that they're... Spending all the money, Gary. You need to freaking be on top of it. Um, the window obviously starts February 4th, ending February 20th. And of course, we can't go without mentioning the Paralympic Winter Games, which is going to be held March 4th through the 13th, which you're not going to be able to tear people away from that. I know. Just stop it. It's just a silly joke. So it's going to be strange. I mean, Chinese officials have warned athletes against speaking out in a way that violates Chinese law at risk of facing penalties. I mean, it's, I don't know why we're sending them. I, I don't know why we ought to lock, say no. And uh, COVID is a perfect out for not sending them. It just is really, really weird. I, I don't understand it. 
been afraid of being locked, thrown in prison? Uh, no, thank you. I can say what the hell I want. We're Americans. Screw you. Well, you know, I mean, I know that sounds good. <laughs> Just, you know, have a burner phone and don't use it. That's all you need to do. I see we're in Jamaica too. Congratulations. Cool runnings back running. I know. Jamaica is going to have a bobsled team and they're headed to Beijing. Now, I don't have any control over whether Jamaica sends their team. It would suck that if people started boycotting. And we're getting pretty close now to where I don't know that it's actually going to happen. Uh, so, I mean, they're obviously going to go. So, Team Jamaica they qualified for three different bobsled events for the first time the four man and the two man events and the new women's mono bob event. You can write your own jokes. Uh, they can also compete in the two-women bobsled event. Stop it. I'm talking about Jamaica bobsledding uh, as an alternate if the qualifying team drops out. Don't stop. All right. That'll be kind of, you know, a fun underlying story. Well, there's not going to be any announcers there to talk about it, so whatever. Or maybe someone will be there for bobsledding. That wasn't on the list, was it? No, that was they were only going to stop not send announcers to the ski they don't we can't be out on the on the slopes <laughs> why we're sending people i don't know i mean if i'm an athlete i'm really frustrated i want to participate right i mean you've worked to your whole life many of these athletes worked you know many 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 years to get here and i don't blame them. They're excited. They want to participate. They want to go up against what is possibly the best in the world. But the whole China thing is just a little much. You can quote me on that. The whole China thing, just a little much. Another thing that's just a little much, the new Guinness world record for a ball of human hair. Uh, there's a new world record of human hair ball. 225 pounds. Oh, wow. (laughs) Technically, the record is 225.13 pounds for the largest ball of hair, uh, according to Guinness World Records. So Steve Warden, owner of a salon in Cambridge, uh, said his son inspired him to start Hoss. Yes, the hairball has a name, Hoss. And he just said, you know, just start using clippings from your customers. And the ball grew until it was large enough to be featured by Ripley's Believe It or Not. From there, I guess it was, you know, possibly going to a museum. And he thought that was going to be the end of it. Nope. Hoss was still alive. Ripley's partnered with Floyd's 99 Barbershops, a chain of salons in Central Florida, and they kept the hairball growing. They took the ball to the Orlando Comic Con and asked attendees to donate their own hair clippings to help the ball grow to break the Guinness World Record. So that's kind of not fair. I mean, they're using a huge events to get the ball big. It's not, you know, just one barber shop. <laughs> Is there a new section for the largest one barber stop? shop ball of hair <laughs> and then this is the largest uh barber shop uh ball of hair from a salons that have uh, six or more salons so we have categories <laughs> 
So Haas was officially weighed in December and hit the record at 225.13. The previous record was 167 pounds set by Missouri barber Henry Coffer in 2014. That's what I mean. So Henry is playing the game right. And Ripley's, man, Ripley's kind of stretched the rules a little bit, partnering her up. First, they got the, you know, they got the ball going. Uh, they got Haas uh, going from Wharton. And then, you know, they got Orlando Comic-Con people to start trimming hair and get the ball bigger than that. So, man, Wharton is happy, though. He said it changed his life. He said, I did it because of the love of my children and my future grandchildren. And just to show that, you know, if you have a crazy idea, don't worry about what people are thinking. Just do it. Uh, That's good advice. Uh, That's good advice. But uh, congratulations to Warden and Ripley's Believe It or Not and Floyd's 99 Barbershops for jumping on the hairball bandwagon and getting Haas to set the record for the world's largest ball of human hair. Man, that is an accomplishment. And now what does Henry do in Missouri? He just has a 167-pound ball of hair sitting over there in the corner. Yeah, that used to be the Guinness World Record, but not anymore. Former world record holder. It doesn't say that Henry has a name for it. You don't even he doesn't even get to name his hairball anymore. You're not number one? Get out. All right, so we all, or if you don't, you should remember. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say, because Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Think Oscar about Mayer, it. Oh, the sorry. first name in Bologna. How's that? How's that? That's pretty good. Thank you. Well, they do have uh, they have a first name in Bologna, but uh, they also now have a face mask that you can uh, that will give you beautiful skin. That's right. <laughs> the Oscar Mayer face mask, the Bologna face mask. Yay! Now they claim that the new Bologna hydrogel sheet-faced mask isn't meat. Okay, it isn't Bologna. What? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's supposed to be there for you to... It's inspired by Bologna, okay? <laughs> they have mixed witch hazel botanicals and collagens to protect, hydrate, and lock in moisture and promote skin elasticity. Now the ad has the model uh, hold up a piece of actual baloney with holes cut out as a face and just shakes her head no and throws it away and then shows her putting on the face mask beauty inspired by baloney. And who doesn't want beauty inspired by baloney? Some would say many people. Many people around the world have had their own beauty from Oscar Mayer Bologna. And according to Oscar Mayer, 
This is a meet yourself mask, not just one to treat yourself. So, I mean, if you ask me why, I'll say, because Oscar Mayer has the very best B-O-L-O-G-N-A, baby. And in uh, our segment, uh, Houses of the Hoity-Toity. Yes, Houses of the Hoity-Toity. This, this house is kind of misleading. Uh, it's uh, where the Manson murders took place. Uh, full House creator. <laughs> Sounds good. Wow, how's that misleading, Jeff? Well, I'll tell you why. All right, because it's, it's, it's being billed as the mansion where the Manson murders took place. And it's only $85 million. So the Full House creator, Jeff Franklin, is selling it and it's a pretty sweet place okay now see again in the story it's the home was where the manson murders famously took place not really all right it's on the land where the manson murders took place they just hosted the reception for bob saget following his funeral at this estate the celio estate c-i-e-l-o estate nine bedrooms 18 bathrooms. <laughs> now he bought it in 2007 for just $6 million. It wasn't finished, but it was only 6 million. Now he wants 85. Okay. But, uh, it's just the property where the murders took place. Okay. The initial home on the land demolished. Okay. Now I have Sharon Tate, uh, Abigail Folder, Jay Sebring, and uh, writer Wojcik Frankowski uh, died in those murders. I mean, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we all remember Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We got it. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, the mega mansion. It's uh, 21,000 square feet. Views of the city. It is beautiful. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, If I had your money, I would go ahead and spend the $85 million. Three and a half acres. And a big surprise, uh, he's selling it because, uh, you know, I still have the joint, but I live in Miami now. And so, you know what? I don't need the movie theater, the spa, the gym, the hair salon, the billiards room, the bar. I don't need any of that. I don't need any of the 75-yard pool with three waterfalls, two hot tubs, 35-foot water slide, swim-up bar, private grotto, quiet pond, and a lazy river. I don't need any of that. You know what? I don't even need that detached guest house anymore. <laughs> I'm living in Florida, okay? I don't even want that underground garage that can put 16 cars in it. I don't even want that anymore, okay? I'm done with it. I'm living in Miami, okay? <laughs> uh, so, boy, the... That guy's got a little bit of cash. There's no doubt about it. Some people just have too damn much, don't they? Right? Right. All right, one quick little story before I get out of here today. I want to revisit the Postal Service story. Yesterday, I did the story about the stamps, right, and how they're adding stamps in my argument. Uh, you know, first of all, you all know I want to be in charge of the Postal Service. I always wanted to be the postmaster general. And then I found out that really the board of governors is what rules the postal service. So I really want to be on the board of governors because the postmaster general is really just their new boy. But uh, so I need to be uh, on the board of governors. However, 
my point was yesterday is that they were making way too many stamps. We don't need all these stamps. I mean, they're, they're costing us a fortune and we need to find ways to, you know, make money rather than spend money. And the postal service has been running in a deficit for a long time and they need someone like me to uh, run it for them. And I've got some pretty good ideas. Now I was sent an email to chewing the fat at the blaze.com, uh, from Helen who was saying, uh, Jeffy, 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 as the postmaster, you are missing a huge opportunity. Okay. Well, first of all, Helen, uh, before you start yapping at me, sit down at the table of the board of governors. Okay. All right. Sit down. Don't just come in here and start hollering Jeffy, Jeffy, Jeffy. All right. So what huge opportunity am I missing? Well, rather than less stamps, there should be more sell the design of the stamp to advertisers. There could be advertising on the boxes and even the trucks. No thanks necessary, Helen. Okay. Well, now that you're sitting down at the table, let's have a little talk. Shall we, Helen? Um, I have talked about sponsorships on the postal service vehicles. I have not really, uh, considered the sponsorships for the stamps, although I am not opposed to them. It doesn't, it still goes against us creating more stamps on behalf of the postal service. But if you want sponsorship stamps, I'm all for that. I love that idea. And it was really uh, an oversight on my part as to not see the sponsorship of the stamps. So you're right. I don't really appreciate the Jeffy, Jeffy, Jeffy as you're walking in the room before you sat down at the, at the table around the board of governors. But, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of slack. Okay. So thank you. But that's what needs to happen. That's the kind of thinking we need to have to get the postal service back up and running. So it just ticks me off. And I want, you know what I, I want to be, I want to be in charge of the postal service. That's what I want. That's the only job I want now. <laughs> That's the only job I want. I want to, I'm going to travel around to all the postal services and we're going to turn this thing around for America. Damn it. All right. I got to get out of here. So listen, negative. That's right. Finally, let's go over here and take a look at my test to make sure that it didn't change to positive while we were talking. Nope. Still the one line. I'll post all the pictures online. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.